which Street Fighter games have the best music? I went back and listened to a ton of original soundtracks to order the numbered Street Fighter entries from least to most inspired slash inspiring themes. Catalyst, on the other hand, spent hours researching Street Fighter lore to explore some of the most interesting potential directions Capcom could take with Street Fighter VI's story, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another. <laughs> Hold on. We're keeping it. We're not redoing it. Just keep yeah. going. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Event Hunts Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray with the squeaky voice. And with me, as always, is John Velociraptor Carrero. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it is going damn well. Captain yeah. Squeaky Voice. Uh, we've got a, a decently filled show today. Not only do we have some rage quitters to get to, but uh, I'm talking about something that I haven't really. I haven't really submerged myself submerged myself in too much before. I've always been around for it, but I'm talking about the music of Street Fighter games, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to all of the wonderfully uh, agreeable comments that will come uh, as a result. <laughs> so that should be interesting. And then you know I, I got to say we have frontline workers, we have the military. Those are some of the people that give the most to the rest of the society, and and they're you know some of the top of the line but then you have just a rung or two below that the kind of people that'll spend 10 hours researching street fighter lore so they can do a 15-ish minute video on youtube talking to people about it that's what we got in store because uh, that's what john's been doing this this john here uh for this week getting ready for his uh podcast segment so i'm looking forward to that because we're going to find out who DP'd first sagat or ryu and blanca's actual actual origin story um, so I'm looking forward to it, but first things first. Oh yeah, I wanted to start today's show by saying ahoy. I, I always have these little things like I want it a little be different. It'll be fun. I'll say oh, and I never remember to do any of them. But uh, ahoy, everyone. Uh, I don't. I don't. John, you're know. really gonna need like a pirate hat and like a you know patch on your eye to do the ahoy yeah. properly. I think. Yes, scallywags. Like yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> that, just just a little aside there for you. No, we should we should dive into this. So first things first. Bitch ass rage quitters of the week. Bitch ass rage quitters of the week. The first of these actually happened in the 45 minutes that I was playing before we started recording here. And it was against, I think this guy has been, was like our original one, Master NSX, a Balrog player. Does that ring any bells? I think it does. Seems we'll like go back does, and look. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, he... It's a Balrog player. It's, of course, a rage quit, right? <laughs> of so. course. Diamond ranked <laughs> Balrog player. You know what? You protected those 35 points that you would have lost. Actually, no, he lost a ton, right? Because if you rage quit, I think you lose a bunch. You just didn't give yeah. those 35 points to me, you jerk. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and it did seem to take a little longer to load and it, it seemed a little choppy. It really wasn't that bad in terms of lag. So maybe he was he was feeling like it was laggy. But as we know, you're playing online. You might have a laggy match. Don't rematch, but don't quit out of the one that you're already in. It's online. Duh, there's going to be some matches like that. Take it in stride and don't be a, uh, a bitch ass rage quitter. The other one is a guy or girl named Toad Battles. Um, and that's an Armika player. And this was actually sent in to me on, uh, on Twitter by a Vega player. I think his name is DJ Claw. And so, okay. and we actually have a little bit of footage of this shameful rage quit. Look at it right here. I can't mm. see it, but you guys probably can. Yeah. Oh, ew, that was terrible. Uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, those are shame, shame on you, Toad Battles and Master NSX. I think for the second time, clean up your act, you jerks. Yeah, give give us our freaking points back, you. It's of the week. Turkeys. <laughs> okay, so uh, that was our uh, that was our welcome back to the bitch ass rage quitters of the week. Again, if you have people that rage quit against you, we are not big enough yet that we were we would have too many to show on the show. So you can go ahead, tweet it at either one of us, let us know, give us some footage of it, and we will put it up and we will shame them publicly in front of all eight million people that watch our show. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, shame. Yeah. Shame. Yes, the shame. Uh, we need those to get you, in there, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's about eight million people that watch every episode, but only like two, three thousand of you are subscribed. Please, uh, you know, you can you can unsubscribe later if you really don't like us. But dude, it it helps us out a lot. So please subscribe. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, do it, you mateys. Okay, first uh, first order of business here: the music of Street Fighter. Uh, I've I looked through and uh, did some research. I didn't do 10 hours worth of research, but I did go back through and listen to a lot of Street Fighter music. And I should be clear here, I was looking at the numbered entries. So that would be Street Fighter 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, a total of 6. There is Street Fighter EX, and I did listen to some Street Fighter EX, but I didn't want to open that can of worms because I felt like, well, there's already enough here with 1 through 6. If there's enough of a response or if people go crazy because we didn't cover EX, maybe we can do that in a future episode. Um, I do. Uh, Maximilian's, uh, I think his... Outro theme is one of the Street Fighter EX songs. One of those, one of the very common Maximilian themes is is in EX. I noticed that. Um, little little side tidbit there for you. But I wanted to order these games in terms of how good their music is, and it's like, well, that's subjective. And yes, it is. And yes, this is my opinion. And John, uh, we haven't really gone through this yet. He might disagree with me, and, and I'm actually kind of relying a little bit on him here because he's been. Uh, more actively paying attention for longer. I, you know, jumped in at Street Fighter 4, so played that for a million years and played 5, and, and I've I've dabbled in 3, and of course I've been around 2. Street Fighter Alpha was where I was kind of like, eh, I'm not so sure, and Street Fighter 1 is uh, is not that great. But, uh, but yeah, I want to get in, have some discussion here, talk about what kind of jumped out to me, what either... So, so what makes it good for me is, does it, is it inspiring... And, and is it inspired? Does it sound like someone really sat down and put this together with intent or did they try to just get some background music that would indeed do its job and fade into the background? But when a song jumps out at you and you get stuck in your head in a good way, not yeah. in like, a, oh, this is yeah. terrible kind of a way. And, and it raises the, the, the hairs on your arms, gives you goosebumps, makes you continue to sing it later on. You talk about it with your friends. Like, oh yeah, true love and tuna and bacon, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, those those are the ones that are going to stand apart. Those ones going to be super memorable, stand the test of time, and so that's kind of what I was going for in terms of ranking these. Uh, you're free to disagree. Let us know in the comments if you do. Okay, so yeah, it's a um, number one thing, one thing for me too, because I'm going to weigh in on this. Is a uh, how catchy, how how much longevity has this music had? Uh, I'm sure you're going to get into like a bunch of ones that have like those, but that is like the hands down number one criteria for me. It's like, did the song stick with me? You know, and uh, there it is. Perfect. So uh, number six overall, last place, and it's not to say that any of these are bad. In fact, there's only one track in all of this where I was like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I'd listen to it as a joke. People will be like, this song's really bad, but the, oh, I'll, I'll just get to it. None of these are bad. It's just some are better than others. Let's, let's 
be clear on that too. It's not only like hate any of these songs, but the worst, the, the, the last, the least good of all of them is Street Fighter 1. And, and it makes sense. It's from 1987. It does its job for a fighting game from 1987, but not a ton more. I think it's the least inspired and least inspirational of all of these picks. And it does have a fairly off-putting song, and that is Sagat's song. So Sagat was the final boss of Street Fighter 1. And when you go into that, I was expecting, because we know Sagat's song now, right? Like he's kind of got that theme that came from SF2. It's one of the one of the more iconic ones, and he's appeared a bunch of times, had his music remixed. Well, in Street Fighter 1, I don't I don't think it was uh, the beginnings of this song. I think it was its own thing. And I think it was just someone sat with a whole bunch of pots and pans and clanged around on them because man, I, I haven't played through street fighter one, but I hear horror stories of how hard it is to beat Sagat. And I think 30% at least of that difficulty is listening to that song over and over again. One of the top <laughs> YouTube comments when I was looking through and, and, and uh, doing this research was someone said, it sounds like someone is torturing a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I got a lot of upvotes. Um, it's it's just like a, a metally clangy kind of ugh, really off putting thing. Um, so there were some standout songs that I that I heard, and that was uh, Eagles and and maybe Birdies, uh, but it wasn't enough to take this out of last place. It was kind of just they were figuring things out on so many different levels. So I don't fault them too much, but I also can't put Street Fighter One above anybody else. And that's all we had to say about that. You don't have to yeah, weigh in on Street I'm, Fighter Street 1. Street Fighter 1, it, it's literally, I don't know if you could hear the music over people mashing their fist into yeah. the buttons kind of thing. It, it was it, not a very good memorable game. And and I mean, I, I think I get Carpal Tunnel every single time I try to play it again. So All right. That, so, that means the music sucks because <laughs> the controls are bad, by the way. So. Naturally. That was one of our criteria, right? <laughs> So yeah. anyways, the next one on the list here is, I'm, I'm going to get flagged for this, but hear me out before you like, comment, subscribe, and then leave the video abruptly. Um, Street Fighter Alpha comes in at number five overall. Now, Street Fighter Alpha is interesting because there are essentially three games sort of tied into one with this, and Street Fighter Alpha 1 and 2 are pretty similar. There's a lot of overlap. They might be the same in terms of music, uh, as far as I could tell, and that seemed not very memorable. Again, not super inspired. It was okay. It towed the line, but it was fine. Then Street Fighter Alpha 3 changes all of that. Um, it's much more in the way of it's got some groovy stuff. Uh, I remember Relento's theme was extra sick. Instead of just coming in and being like kind of a four chord sort of a thing, which is what a lot of SFA 1 and 2 were, like Relento's, for instance, starts with this sound of like, it sounds like machine gun fire or like a bunch of bombs dropping in rapid succession and then it gets into the song and it's got so much little like like nuance and build up and that's characteristic of a lot of the songs we uh right before we started uh recording here we talked about rose's theme and how that evolved and and how hers is one of the most iconic from sfa3 but then like one and two it's like eh, I, I just couldn't really get behind it so if it were only Alpha 3, I think that Alpha would rank higher on the list. But 1 and 2 sort of bogs it down a bit. But I know that yeah. you spent some time with uh, with the Alpha games, and I wanted to hear what you had to say about them. I actually really like uh, Ken's Alpha 2 theme, but for the most part, like it's it's picking and choosing a few themes that are in there for Alpha 1 and Alpha 2, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I like this. But it, it, as you say, it really came together with Alpha 3. That's where the, the, the bigger tracks in the series came. And of course, that's why it's here on the list here, uh, second to the bottom. It's the Alpha games 
the, the longevity of their music has not been that great, unfortunately. I wish it was better, but there's only been a handful of tracks that have really kind of uh, risen up through the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking, oh no, I was going to say, speaking of Rise Up, that's Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V is not next. If you thought that maybe because this would, or maybe I would be biased because the game that I played the most would be the one that was most stuck in my head, most charming to me, you would be wrong because number four on the list is Street Fighter Four. Now, 4 has a lot of good, kind of good stuff going on. There's a lot of variety. I remember a handful of standout tracks like Balrogs and Cody's were really cool to me. Um, and But, but it, the whole thing kind of sounds like it's done in a studio on a keyboard with sound effects as opposed to real instruments with a real band. And that's not necessarily a deal breaker in and of itself, but it starts to like kind of fall into a... a, a a repetition and and a lot of the songs for me kind of started to bleed into each other and uh, ultimately I, I there are other the others games on the list just did better than four four was fine again it did its job there were a handful that stuck out but it didn't it didn't shine very brightly to me and and I will say now if I could attribute this song to four it would immediately put it in first place because it has the best song that's been in a Street Fighter game ever, and that, of course, is Indestructible. But that is not a song made by Capcom. Okay, you can't tell me that when that song queued up, when you started up Vanilla 4, because they got rid of it after Vanilla. In Super, they must have run out of rights or had a bad... Don't give me that. No. Indestructible. You weren't at the Evo. Maybe you were. Were were you at the Evo? Where I think it was before Top 8, they played Indestructible and the whole damn audience just sang along with it. And it was was Evo moment 38. Unless that's already been taken. 39. Whatever. It was an awesome epic moment. It brought us all together. It makes your hand or the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. It brings the goosebumps. It brings the passion and the power. But it's not Capcom's song. Uh, they borrowed it from uh, from someone else, and then they got rid of it after Vanilla. So if you could count Indestructible, Street Fighter 4 number one. But because you can't, Fox in at number four. I can i leave the show am i fired <laughs> no please please tell me i mean well i mean you you run the broadcast department so indestructible uh, i i know daigo like would come out to that as like his introduction i hate that song like Why? i still hate it what's wrong with uh, you it just sucks like i hate that song but i know a lot of people are fans of it and stuff because of like um but yeah uh, what did you think about I, four I otherwise what's that what did you think about street fighter 4's music beyond indestructible oh, yeah. um besides that uh, i love like the solar eclipse stage um i think sakura's uh theme is the best in street fighter 4 like that's ever been done uh, her theme's been done a lot um it's got some a handful of standout tracks but i actually super agree with its placement here uh one of the big problems with the game is, is street fighter 4 is is really been it's held the test of time for a lot of people but its music has not and it's just there's a lot of other uh, um, uh, musical tracks that people are just much more fond of. So I think the placement here is really good, uh, especially with Indestructible being the lead track on the Vanilla game. They, they took it out. They took it. The, the, the Indestructible was gone after they Vanilla. They took it out like because, it was the... because the people couldn't handle it because it was so good. Too many heads were exploding before people could enjoy going online with Street Fighter 4. So they had to do something about it. But all right. Next one up here on the list. <laughs> Number three overall, Street Fighter V. That's the most recent one. Now, there's a lot to be said about Street Fighter V's music. In fact, 
with the game coming out the way it did, everything felt kind of half finished. I think music and maybe some of the visuals, not the character visuals necessarily, but the backgrounds and such, might have been the things that the developers started on first and thus finished by the deadline because the music of Street Fighter V has actually been one of its standout things from the very beginning. And very few parts of this game can be said or can be put in that kind of a category. Um, it, it's got some cool remixes. It's got a lot of characters with, the, you know, the, the the updated versions of their songs, and they're good. They're not necessarily as good as, you know, maybe the originals and such. But I I'm in, I'm intrigued by them. I find myself kind of grooving to them, and uh, and like unlike four five sounds, and and it very much is made by like an entire band in a studio with uh, with individual instruments, and you can hear all of that stuff. It feels very inspired very nuanced. It'll take you on journeys. There's a lot of rocking and rolling in it. Um, and and ultimately, I, I'm very much impressed with 5. Uh, it does more than just toe the line. It does more than the status quo. And I know it's 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 one of your favorites. So I do want to hear your response here. But um, it just wasn't enough to beat out the other two, in my opinion. Because of how the music is implemented, this would probably be my number one shocker because everyone knows I love Street Fighter V. But uh, the thing about it is on the menu screen, you can set it to random tracks. And if you've got the, um, you know, the the upgraded version of Street Fighter V, you get like, I don't know, was it like 100, 200, 300 tracks? An or something intimidating like that. number like, of tracks. It's wonderful. And then you've got original stuff like G's music is incredible. Monats is great. I love Oro's new track. Like there's so many standouts in Street Fighter V. Like I, it's it's hard for me to find themes I don't like in this game. Uh, a lot of them are very well done. Uh, this would probably be my number one, but I, I also know the other games that are coming up and, you know, it, it's there's a case for all those as well. So Gotta I ask love you, Street Fighter V. What do you think about Ed's music? It's got, it's got oh, lyrics. Man. It's a rap. I, I, I Chemical I thought catalyst. it was Red Rapper. Uh, 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 yeah, I, Chemical Catalyst, uh, Zay Tabani. Uh, I, I thought he, uh, I thought he uh, uh, um, had recorded that. And I'm like, dude, is, is this you? Because it, it sounds a little style. bit like you. Yeah, dude, I, I want Capcom to, to reach out to Zaid and uh, get him to record a track for Street Fighter Six or get him in some involvement because he does fighting game music all the time. It would be really cool if Capcom reached out to him and worked with him again because I know they worked with him on like an ad campaign before. Um, it's like, dude, get 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 him in there, man. He's one of the few FGC artists doing stuff so it'd be cool if he got back in there but, he, uh, and yeah. and i i also think that it's similar to a lot of his older stuff relatively older stuff um he recently came out with a new one and we posted it on the front page but if you missed it um you can check it out um, maybe we'll we'll link it up here and uh but yeah he's he's doing some really good stuff his newest song is called rollback and uh and zed zed's a good guy he's he's a, a friend a fan of the show found out he's been watching the show and such and and uh yeah, so shout outs to him. And if you haven't checked out his stuff, check out his stuff. It's cool. It's a little, uh, it, it crosses the, uh, it bridges kind of like the hip hop and fighting, specifically the fighting game community and, and such. And so if you're a fan of uh, hip hop and such and you're a fighting game player, that's where to go. Okay, number two is number three. Street Fighter 3 comes in at, uh, at second overall. Now, this is interesting to me because. I mean, I've played. I've probably played ten hours or so of Street Fighter Three, all in all. Um, I enjoy it very much, uh, and we have a candy cab at the arcade up in Phoenix that I haven't been to in like over a year now. But I've played a handful of matches there. A lot of Street Fighter Three, though, uh, of the music that I've heard is because I'm like in the area, walking by, playing a tournament for five or four. But Street Fighter Three is on in the background. And I found like I I recognize and know the songs and like like the songs, and they haven't even been directly presented to me and i'm like that's mm -hmm. something like i know what the street fighter 3 character select screen sounds like um much quicker than i can recall probably most others maybe maybe two um 
and and it's it's I, I listen to like the nuances of the lyrics and like the character select theme is just about character select but it's a good little like hip-hop <laughs> thing it's catchy it's good if yep. you listen to the words yep. it's like pick your character three two one did a random select <laughs> you know number one. i don't know I, I, that's those aren't the actual <laughs> lyrics maybe they are but it's really good and then it's got it's got a lot of very inspired uh memorable tunes the the jazzy a lot of it is jazzy it's a little hip-hop um, especially yep. in like the openings but then a lot of it is so much with jazz and like you so you go to the the famous subway stage and in street fighter 3 correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of characters share stages it's like the yeah. the subway stage yeah. is both ken's and alex's for example right and and you can you can hear the is it the saxophone in that like just kind of and you can start to dance to it to yourself even if you're as white as I am and and uh, then there's reuse stage it's got this really like I don't I don't remember like the chords of reuse stage but and this is the rooftop thing but I remember those battle drums man the dun 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 and they elicit a response from me uh, th- there's there's a lot and there's a lot of songs like that even beats in my head. <laughs> Elena's Elena's song might be the most annoying, uh, but but maybe it's a little more charming than Sagat's Street Fighter One theme. Uh, a, a lot of these though, they they I, I was reminded of NBA uh, Street Volume Two, uh, mm-hmm. listening to some of these tracks. Which then that's always a good thing. That's like the highest praise you can give a video game is if it sounds somewhat like NBA Street Volume Two. Uh, so yeah, and oh, and then I got to say Yun and Yang's song. Uh, that song has been evolved, and I knew it primarily from Street Fighter Four. But going back and listening to it in Street Fighter Three, it's a James Bond song. Yep. It's yep. a James Bond song. I'm like, oh, yep. is this a cool spy character? No, it's yep. Yun and Yang. Fair enough. But like, uh, there and there and so so many of these songs have standout things that that inspire you, uh, are very much inspired clearly. And so Street Fighter Three almost won, and we'll we'll reveal the number one in just a second here, but I want to hear any thoughts and uh, questions, comments, concerns you have on SF3. Capcom did such a great job of the intro animations in Street Fighter 3. They really sell the music. I don't know how exactly they produced everything where if the music came first or, or whatever and like they tied it in there. But like even, you know, as you mentioned, the James Bond thing, well, uh, Yun and Yang, they come out and like their animations kind of match the music. And it really sets the, the tone and the mood so well. And yeah. I'm getting excited. I'm uh, like, I, I'm picturing it and getting excited just thinking about it, just you talking about it. And I hear it playing right now in my mind. Ugh, good stuff. So it's like, yeah. what could be better? Well, Street Fighter 2 could be better because, and, and let's go through it. It's the classic. It's the iconic. It's so many of the Street Fighter 2 songs are memorable, not only within the Street Fighter community, but within the gaming community, right? You know Ryu's theme. You know Ken's theme. Uh, you probably know like Zangief's theme and such. And, and this is almost true for like every character of the original cast. And then you have stuff like Guile's theme. And and like they've redone that how many times, but the best Guile's theme, and correct me if uh, if you disagree and you're wrong, is, you know, the original just, you can't beat it, man. It's just so good. It's, it's meme worthy. It goes with everything, yada, yada. But Street Fighter 2 has so much of that. And it's it's the starting point. You remember that character select. You remember the, I mean, maybe it's the charm of the game. But hey, you, you get you get augmented by being in a great and iconic and, and historical game. It, there, there you go. But pound for pound, I couldn't put Street Fighter 2 anywhere else except for number one. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to beat it. Uh, I, my order would be different, but I can't disagree with it being number one because of just how iconic the music has become. Uh, I love the intro music when you're first loading up the game that don't 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 and and that's been used so many places. And that's not even like you know a, a theme a lot of people talk about, but like you hear it so many places. And it's, it's inspiring, right? Like so many. Yeah. There's a Power Rangers yeah. game. I think band I did it for SNES and for the longest time I thought it just had Ken's music in level two because it's so close. So, mm. and, and there's a lot of things like that. You can go, I mean, there's a ton of street fighter copycats just outright, but I, there's a lot of music um, from, and especially like from the time with the, we talked a little bit earlier about how like street fighter five, for instance, sounds like it's very produced in a, in a, in, in there's like a real band and such versus street fighter four, which sounds kind of like it's done like digitally and such, but this was done back in the early '90s. So you know, we, we kind of gave Street Fighter One a pass because yeah, they only had so much and yada yada. This was just a few years later, and um, given the the amount of technology and and the resources that they had to do this, and they came out with these then with this you know like level of of they didn't have like probably a band in the oh I don't know I don't know. I was very impressed by Street Fighter Two, and it feels right putting it at number one. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I I would have changed up the order. Uh, mine would have been Street Fighter Five number one, then Street Fighter Three, and then Street Fighter Two. Just because I, I do love the more modern, you know, uh, instrumental kind of stuff. Like I, I do look at stuff like not necessarily what it was back then, but what it is now, you know, and, and what I'd rather listen to. Uh, so that that you know, th there's no wrong way to do it, right? It's just that's how I would do it. Um, but uh, everything else I agree with. Um, yeah, it's it's this is a franchise that's pretty well known for its music, and if you drop the ball on the music into things. People are going to let you know about it. You know, it's, um, uh, we need our, uh, true love and, and bacon that, that they talk about. So that's, uh, that's what we need Capcom. Make sure you give it to us. The only thing I feel like Street Fighter is known for more than its music is its story. And we've got a big, you know, transition here into Street Fighter 6. They're really setting themselves up for an enticing story. And we've never expected a ton before, but I'm starting to expect a lot now. John, what do you think we should be expecting for Street Fighter 6's story? All right. Yeah, that's um, I, I want to get into to what where the franchise is likely headed. It's not a lock, but I've as you mentioned earlier, I actually did 10 hours of freaking lore research for Street Fighter and my brain is probably damaged from doing that. But regardless, I did it for the people and we are likely headed for a split timeline in Street Fighter 6 where either Rose or mar multiple other characters travel back in time uh, with her to the early Alpha days or whatever, you know, whatever various periods in history uh, come up uh, that Capcom wants to highlight to deal with the threat of G. G is kind of like the big overarching character here. Um, Rose claims it's too late to stop his plans, whatever they may be, um, you know, and so she's got to travel back to fix it, right? He's going to uh, turn the also... entire planet into a giant dance party because he's going to broadcast his theme everywhere. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> there we go. Hey, well, can I sign up for that? You're that welcome. You're awesome. welcome, Capcom. <laughs> take that. I'll just take a small credit in the credits. You can put me towards the end. Yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, so we also need to march towards Street Fighter 3, where Chun-Li and others have destroyed Shadowloo, uh, and there's no real mention of Bison at that point. All right, um, and uh, and the rest of the gang, like in terms of the Illuminati, that is Gil and Urien's organization, they have taken over. Um, so like all this kind of stuff needs to come to pass because we know that Street Fighter 3 is at the end of the timeline right now. This is assuming Street Fighter 6 kind of picks up here, which seems very likely because G is the boss character of Street Fighter 5. Um, and while it's possible that Luke's inclusion into the game will really shine some light on what G is as a boss character, Rose and Oro story modes have definitely set him up as more of a threat 
Uh, and I don't think they're going to be able to resolve that with a single character's, you know, story mode. I think G is going to be the main boss going into Street Fighter Six, And that makes sense, right? Um, uh, so yeah, uh, G has some ties to Q and Third Strike, but it's really unknown at this time if G or Q is more powerful than the other. Uh, we kind of don't know what happened to G, only that he's just not there in Third Strike pretty much at all. Uh, at least maybe he's Q and he's got the mask on, but where's the beard? You know, where's all this other kind of stuff? I, I have a little theory that I just came up with. It's that G gets his ass kicked and and like like really bad to the point where he has to like Darth Vader wear that mask or something or or like something happens to him where he has to really reel it back and become like secretive or it, you know just because he's like so burned or something isn't Q doesn't Q have uh injuries and such like you can see on his it's possible scarring. yeah I mean well he does a really deep breathing too whenever he beats you like he's uh like he's pretty beat up um he's basically so, Darth yeah. Vader so I think G goes through some kind of like a Darth Vadery transition and and really gets messed up or or sacrifices something so that you know like gives up himself and ends up as Q because of that yeah i'm really hoping that ryu knocks him into a pit of lava after he says you were the chosen one and and g goes no and that is that the darth perfect. vader that comes to your mind when i bring up darth vader that's so sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, john no one's ever really gone i that's... dude dude can we just forget we're not going to talk about the the, <laughs> the post the not prequels the po yeah that, those are the prequels i, I don't want to there's only three Star Wars movies. Okay, going on. Yeah, so, okay, so G is heavily tied to the Earth. Uh, he wants to save the people of the planet, but Rose fears this is somehow going to bring about the destruction of the world, right? G might be a puppet of some sort, but he doesn't appear to have direct ties to the Illuminati, Gil and Urien's organization at this time. And I want to say at this time. We don't know how he's tied in there. Uh, both G and the Illuminati seem to want to have, like, kind of the same goal of, like, uniting the Earth or doing something like that, but they have very different ways of going about that. Uh, it, it just... it. It, it's kind of it, it's kind of like the classic Capcom of like the bad guys aren't super distinctive, right? Like they're kind of going for these similar goals and like how they get there and all that kind of stuff. Um, but even Gil doesn't actually seem to know fully who G is, um, but he's felt G's power before, which is something uh, that has been said by numerous other characters as well. G's power seems to be new and old at the same time. And if that sounds like an oxymoron, welcome to Street Fighter V's or Street Fighter franchise's plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John, I can hear you recoiling in, in like, yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No. So, feel so free. Uh, some imagery here. It's, it's kind of biblical. Obviously, when you when you have Gil in there, he's very, he's the Messiah. He looks kind of Jesus like and whatnot. And so he, he has the title of Messiah. G sounds a heck of a lot like Antichrist. Um, for those that aren't aren't familiar with like Revelation and such, he's supposed to unite all of the nations before something like the apocalypse kind of comes around. I mean, uh, how many how many stories sample from that? I, I think that that's kind of uh, I, I see G as kind of an Antichrist figure that starts uh, very charismatic, unites all the nations, and then shows his true self or, or something or something like that. But um, I, I can't. I can't like not point out the parallels there. Yeah, no, it's perfect because it, it's also Star Wars too. <laughs> so as you said, how many stories do this? And it's like, yeah, here we go. So um, it's said that the world is going to end uh, as if a gigantic glacier fell into the ocean. That's uh, something that uh, one of the characters remarks about with, with G, but for what it's worth in one of Gil's endings, it has him parting the sea 
or maybe an ocean, and it leads to a large group of people uh, going to an island, basically crossing the parted sea uh, to, to, G, uh, to Gil's new utopia, right? So maybe that's just a coincidence in terms of like both characters having very significant stuff to do with like an ocean type stuff. Uh, um, but maybe it's also that these these two characters' endings are plot threads are going to tie into each other, um, and and they're going to resolve each other, but maybe in a way that you didn't anticipate, maybe in a way that's not been built up before. So it's very interesting. There, there's obviously a lot of overlap between Gil and G, but they also have their own kind of distinctive plot lines that's going right now. So he's Moses Antichrist Q president. <laughs> yes. In that order. In Capcom, Capcom should definitely not run into any issues putting major religious imagery and other stuff into their games. Should be totally fine. Gil, uh, as you mentioned, is a Messiah type figure, also an angel type figure. Yeah. Uh, he, he's very, uh, he's very angelic. Seraphim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, but Oro seems to imply that G's power doesn't come from a physical form, yet a force of will, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, the Earth, Gaia, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of history in here. I mean, if you look up Gaia, it's basically, you know, the, the power of the Earth, uh, power of, you know, the people united She's together. She's the titan of, of uh, like, the titan of Earth or whatever. I'm butchering that. But in, in Greek mythology, right, Gaia? Yeah, yeah, and there, there's a bunch of different interpretations of Gaia and what it is and stuff, and Capcom is pretty liberal with how they're kind of applying all this kind of stuff. So it, it's if you look at the history of this stuff and the terms and all that, Capcom does tend to borrow, like they take 20% of each term that's out there and then they they make that kind of their basis there. Mm -hmm. So um, so getting into it, the the, the main characters, um, Ryu, Guile, Chun-Li, Rose, um, they're likely going to be on Team Good Guys again and trying to stop G from doing whatever he's trying to do. Uh, Bison is likely going to be relegated to a reduced role along with Shadaloo um, because um, uh, even though he's got the, the forms of Falk, Ed, Seth, Abel, and maybe other bodies he's influenced, Shadaloo gets destroyed by Chun-Li at some point. Like, Chun-Li takes down Shadaloo. Like, that is a, a canon fact in Street Fighter 3. And Bison's been killed, like, 7,000 times now. Um, we, we, we've really encouraged Capcom, and I think other people have, like, okay, we've seen Bison be the main bad guy long enough. Let's let's try something new. Uh, well, with where the plot is headed, Bison is probably going to be a presence because he's just too big of a character not to be included in things. But um, it, it's it's he's going to be present. Like no one ever really, you know, dies or whatever. No one's ever really gone. Well, and but if you have two timelines like that, you can sample from like the, the modern and the present of like the street fighter three sort of transition that they're going into. And then alpha days, it's like they've, if this is what they're doing, they've opened the door for tons of characters and, and cross timelines and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's, yeah. So the, the real power of psycho power or whatever crap is, um, uh, you know, that's it's actually the plot of Street Fighter Five. I know the plot of Street Fighter Five is pretty much incoherent unless you really go back over and study it. But uh, Bison launches all the, the satellites, the black moons and stuff. And then the chess pieces basically control those moons. I think there's like seven or eight of them. And the whole point of those those um, moons is just to sow chaos because uh, chaos and corruption feed psycho power. Right. Like, so just being chaotic and being crazy makes Bison more powerful somehow or whatever uh, because Street Fighter. Um, so anyway, um, Bison uh, is also known for mind control and other bodies and stuff. So he's probably going to have a presence that's fairly decent in Street Fighter Six, But I don't think he's going to be the main antagonist if they do it right, if they do it how we kind of hope they do. Uh, because we've just, we've, we've just been there and done that way too many times. And I'm hoping Capcom kind of sees it as well. And G is actually really cool. G is a very cool character. So so there we go. Um, and this assumes, again, that, that Street Fighter Six is going to take place after Five um, and kind of like set things up that way. Uh, 
uh, but it also has to put in place the Illuminati uh, being a real legitimate threat, uh, which we've seen, of course, from Gil and Yuri and being in Street Fighter Five. Like, there's a there's a thread that Capcom has to follow, and if they don't follow it, it's going to really derail everything. Uh, so there, there's it's kind of like Star Wars, where yeah, you knew that Vader had to do X, Y, and Z to become you know the the. Right. Uh, um, what we saw later on. So since, you know, third strike is probably the end of the timeline for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, you've got to set up your pieces in that way. Sure. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so Gil is going to create a utopia on earth, uh, very powerful fighters and people in general, um, you know, and the, the tournament uh, for Street Fighter 3 is specifically set up for that. He invites people, Shang Sun style, and like, hey, come fight my tournament. Oh, you're really awesome. Let me recruit you or have Colleen recruit you like she tried to recruit uh, Jury, actually. Uh, Bison and Jury fight. And I, I forget if like Jury loses her eye or Bison takes it or whatever. And Colleen's like, hey, come join the Illuminati. We're way cooler than, you know, the Shadowloo stuff. And Jury just kind Kind of bolts and stuff out of there but that's colleen's main job is recruiting people right is that where she rides order. her forerunner or her, her four-wheeler over the ocean and <laughs> ends up in brazil <laughs> sorry i maybe <laughs> so anyway um so urine is also trying to kill or overthrow gill uh, at some point in time take over soul control of the illuminati um and become a dictator because we need another dictator in there because we haven't had one for you know so long but uh, i don't believe that that urine is ever successful with that because gill's quite a bit more powerful than him um yeah so anyway a number of key players will likely have the following things set up if they appear in Street Fighter VI. Sagat will probably be battling the, the Satsui Nohado, the Darkado, uh, as when uh, Ryu defeated Nikali, he apparently overcame his own Satsui Nohado, but I'm like expecting it. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Like, you know, Ryu kind of hangs back in Street Fighter V's plotline because Ken's like, hey, you know, you don't want the Darkado, like, you know, taking over at the wrong time when you're trying to beat Bison. So Ryu kind of hangs back in the background at first. And then he comes and joins everyone else at the very end to beat Bison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's possible that, you know, Ryu uh, doesn't battle the Darkado anymore. But if he does, Ryu and Sagat could actually be battling it together and former en- enemies working together to overcome something uh, like just like in Rocky three actually could be kind of cool. You know, like uh, Sagat's like a reformed bad guy. He was in Shadowloo, you know, in Street Fighter two, but he dropped out of the organization. And so now he's trying to be a good guy. It would actually be kind of cool to see Sagat and Ryu working together uh, and, you know, to kind of overcome the dark though. Dude. Um, okay. So evil Ryu was in alpha, but not canonically, right? In fact, Kage is the yeah. first time we've got an evil Ryu that's actually canonical. I don't even think he's he's a canon because he's just a he's a what if version of like if Ryu chose the dark side, that's what Kage evil Ryu and stuff would be. I don't think he's officially canon because I don't think that ever happens. Um, but he would be uh-huh. if that happened. That's what he would be. I thought it okay, fair enough. Because I thought it was something like if if Ryu, well, he would have synthesized the two together and found balance, not like split them apart and then like one comes off of him so i was just thinking it would be cool if kage slash evil ryu were there and maybe he goes back with ryu and chun and company to the alpha days and that just that's why you see evil ryu in those and like if they're dealing with all this what if they could do something similar with sagat and have uh, like a shadow of sagat come out and do evil sagat maybe cool awesomeness i think yeah, that there's you, a lot you... there's a lot there You'd have to do like angry Sagat or something like that. Like you, you they like to do different names for it because I think it's like violent kin and, and ultra frustrated Sagat. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's I, I, I mean, again, the, the Shoto moveset's so popular. Why not do something like that? Like have the spinoff versions, and especially when you put the Dark Hado in there. Yeah, but I, I think there's a lot of fun stuff they can do. Um, Tired but, from yeah. a long day, Sagat. Just wants to put his feet up and his wife's nagging him, Sagat. That top tier, guaranteed. <laughs> nice. So, uh, joking aside, but good stuff there because that's sometimes what happens in these games. Um, Doesn't Street have to be Fighters, canon. Yeah, <laughs> Street Fighter is voiced by some of the best voice actors in video games. Uh, Laura Bailey is Chen Li. Uh, she was in The Last of Us and got nominated for like a bunch of awards and stuff for that. Uh, she's an extremely good voice actress. Her husband is Guile, uh, Travis Willingham. He's really good. Liam O'Brien is Gil. Uh, Kyle Abair is Ryu. Um, and they're usually all overseen by Talison Jaff, uh, who actually does Blanca's voice, and I think he does Adon's as well. Um, but he's extremely good at organizing voice actors and getting them a really good performance out of them. Mm. So the the talent is there if if they're going to really up the 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 level of quality for the you know the plot which is what they've talked about doing they 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 spoke extensively in Street Fighter 5 and they're like look we're not going to match NRS this time around there's just no way we can do it uh shoutouts to chess pieces and moons and other crap like that like the the lack of coherency in Street Fighter 5 uh the story mode is legendary it is some of the most like I that's what took me so long studying for this it's like what the hell actually happened here and I'm like you know really coming over it no one's going to do that you, you actually have to tell a cohesive story that's just not completely random uh, in your game and that's where people are going to follow it right so if they do that not only uh could they write something really good they have the talented voice actors to bring that to life to really make that a thing and it's like it's not like Capcom you know has really crappy voice actors like across the board they have extremely good talented people and if they can figure out how to do this like street fighters plot could be really incredible like because again just seeing all these iconic moments having a great performance from it they could do some great stuff so i'm, I'm pretty hyped up about the potential of it i don't want to say like i'm hyped up about it like overall like there's there's potential here for this to be awesome the reality if you if you say i believe it when i see it that's probably a pretty fair estimate on Capcom's uh, Capcom's history. So I'm gonna ask you: Do you feel like it was a missed opportunity that they didn't tie the whole theme of Moons and like Armika together? Maybe they had originally for the story, but then they had that whole censorship with Mika's butt and Cammy's butt and such, and like, ah, oh, we got to get rid of this whole thread. We don't even have anything to do for Mika. Like, just make her a big Zangi fan, and that's it. Maybe she had a much more uh, what would you say uh, a lot more gravity, a lot more pull on the story originally. Uh, but I, I, I do feel like it's at least a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's a it's just speaking real quick on this too of, of Nikali. It's he was such a cool character. And like even watching the story mode again, his visuals are incredible and what they could have done with that and what they should have done with that and just completely dropped the ball with it. And I actually think, unfortunately, uh, you know, that Nikali is one of the reasons how come Street Fighter V's plotline is so incoherent because they had such a big basis for the character. He was going to be incredible. He was going to have so much going on and they ran out of time and did not were not able to capitalize on the story they wanted to and so the story probably had massive rewrites at the very end of the thing and they just kind of had to piece some stuff together and make it work and that's not a recipe for success you have to take your time we know with nrs they they have a whole division of people that work not exclusively on the story mode but like heavily like there there are individuals who do nothing but that and they plan it out way in advance and they work so hard on it and, and so I will tip my cap to Capcom. At least they admitted that with Street Fighter V when it was in development. People were asking, hey, you know, are we going to get an NRS level story mode? And they're like, no, 
like it's not it's not happening here we're not but that they good have said, guys <laughs> well, they, they were honest right so i'm praising him for being legitimate yes. uh but they did say that the next game people should have heavily raised expectations for it i'm like hey okay so let's you know let's see where they get to but the the, the foundation's there john i could see from your face that you have the utmost faith that that is definitely going to happen and they're going to deliver on every promise that is yeah so anyway so there yeah, it is trust them just <laughs> like i trust politicians <laughs> should go over well all right john well we're gonna see about recalling capcom and uh seeing what happens about that in the future but that is gonna wrap us up for this week of the event Hubs podcast once again thank you all so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon bye